Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. I hope everyone's doing well on this camel day, halfway through the week, uh, working week for most Americans here in the West. Uh, just thank you uh, for everything, the listenership, the followership that you have uh, you've given to this channel. Uh, follow us on our YouTube channel, Facebook. Uh, we're not on Twitter or X, but uh, Facebook pages where our updates are posted. And you can also, uh, you know, look uh, for us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, SoundCloud is where we are hosted, so uh, good news there. Uh, I want to talk to you about a burden we're having. Um, my church could really use your prayers, uh, very much so. We've had a just a tragic loss, and um, it it happens, of course, from time to time. And we we read this as it's a it's almost become a platitude, but it's part of our liturgy. Uh, it's from Ecclesiastes 3. It's a time for everything. I want to read that for you because it's something that I read uh, either at a funeral or a graveside reading. But then there's something further than that I want, I want to get into. There's two portions tonight. So I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, actually, I don't want to read from the NIV. Uh, I read from the NASB 1995. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting at verse 1. There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What profit is there to the worker from that which he toils? I have seen the task which God has given the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. He goes on in verse 11 here in a moment, but I want to stop there because it's right. I mean, you you have, if I had to repeat, okay, to... To be born, to die, to plant, to be uprooted, to kill, to heal, to tear down, to build up, to weep, to laugh, to mourn, to dance, to throw stones, time to gather stones, to embrace, and time to not embrace, to search, a time to give up, a time to keep, a time to throw away, time to uh, to tear apart, a time to sow, a time to be silent, time to speak, love, and then hate, war, peace. It's all opposites, right? Time for everything. And... I don't know if you've ever met a fatalist or people who are just negative. You know, something positive happens and they, they say to themselves, oh man, well, if that happened, well, guess what? We'll just have to wait and wait for the other shoe to drop, right? Isn't that, isn't that what we say? Well, as we understand things, as we go about life, as we do life, there are these seasons that come in to life. 2021 for those of you who don't remember, that at the end of that year, in the midst of the pandemic, in October, is when my mom, my dad, and myself all got COVID, and we got it pretty bad. And my mom was in the hospital for two weeks, and we didn't know if she was going to make it. My dad, you know, having a comorbidity being type 2, had to have the antibody infusion. He was starting to feel better. I uh, was, that was the, one of the sickest I've ever been in my life, and I'm still not fully recovered as far as my olfactory senses. I still can't smell or taste a whole lot of a lot of distinct things. And so up to that point, we had, we had God had been spared us, but then we went through this trial. And that was a particular season that was, 
uh, full of a lot of lot of things, uh, a lot of a lot of grief, and through that entire time, looking back from when I became a pastor in September of 2020 to the following October, when when we had this whole thing happen, there was not a time of suffering in my church. We had people, of course, have operations. We we had people that that needed help, but. I didn't have to do one funeral service. And that was finally happened on on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving 2021. Back when I was back to full strength as far as full health, I was able to go and do a funeral after I had been through this ordeal. I was at full strength. And then since September of 2021, I've done 13 services of life, death, and resurrection. 13 in 25 months, 26 months. And there have been peaks. I I did three services um, in December of 2021, right around Christmas. And what I learned since then, back in the summer of this year, I had a back-to-back weekends around the 4th of July where I hung out with his family and had this the time of my life. And it was one of those things that for me, I just, I can't, I can't tell you, being able to enjoy life, the ability to live in the moment, knowing that yes, there are going to be different seasons, peaks and valleys that God is going to lead you down and he is going to still sustain you through it. We can praise God on the peak and we can praise him in the valley knowing that he is strong enough to lead us through. And even when we are the victim of our own circumstances and our own choices, our own consequences, God can still be merciful. God can still, through repentance of our own accord, see us out of the pit. And when life becomes hellish and it feels like God has removed his hand of blessing and protection and Satan is just hitting sucker punch after sucker punch, God will still sustain you because brighter days are ahead. But God never said that because we're Christians that our life's going to be perfect. Jesus, in fact, said, you know, you'll be hated because of me. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone at every single time is going to be an outcast, you know, a, a societal pariah. Doesn't mean that we are going to be uh, people exiled. Doesn't mean that we're going to be martyrs, of course. This, this is all in degrees in what God has called us to. But yeah, if you preach the gospel, you're going to offend some people and there will be people who will not like your message. I mean, that's, that's for certain. That's a guarantee. For us, as we understand things and what we do as Christians in the times of joy, can we just enjoy them? Can we thank God for them, not live tomorrow, not say like, oh, well, why should I go to this thing or why should I enjoy this? I just know something's coming down the, the pipeline. That's throwing away the gift God has given you. Instead of saying, 
I've had peace in my life for a long time. There, there has not been a lot of bad things happening. Not a lot of bad news. It's been joyous news. Embrace it. Because the days will come, the storm will come when things happen. And that joy that you've had will sustain you because it's been given to you by God. If we are, instead of saying, well, I'm the engineer of my circumstances, I engineered all this, I fabricated all this. No, if you give the glory back to God, that type of joy can permeate and sustain you because it's from God. That's what I've found. And so when you have these moments in life where you're, where, where we seemingly take it for granted, just stop right now and reflect. I guarantee you can find moments of joy in your life. Guarantee you. I'll bookend the, with this. So we, we just ended with the, all the contrasts. And I'll read verse 9 and 10 again. It says, what profit is there to, work, to the worker from that in which he toils? So basically saying, well, what profit comes from our own work? I have seen the task which God has given the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and to do good in one's lifetime. Moreover, that every man who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will remain forever. There is nothing to add to it and there is nothing to take from it. For God has so worked that men should fear him. That which is has been already and that which will be has already been. For God seeks what has passed by. It's that verse 13. Moreover, that every man who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. It is the gift of God. So, when we are godly people and we work hard, we strive to do his will we discipline ourselves and joy and being able to eat and drink, be merry. This idea in those moments is a reward from God. You see people that get their own way all the time, but they're tormented because they, they do not honor God with their lips or their actions. They do not give any praise, any credit to him. And so even in their days of prosperity, they're miserable. They're depressed because that's all they're living for. And they give nothing, no credit to something eternal, something divine, something above them. And when you're relying upon yourself, even if you're very confident, vain, completely arrogant, we're, if we're all honest, we also know our own track records. You're the best gambler, but you're probably still coming out behind, right? At least mentally, maybe years in your life, well, cardiologically. I don't know if that's a word. I didn't made that up. So I, I say this because since June, life in the church has been devoid of a lot of suffering. There's been a lot of sickness, a lot of people in and out of the hospital, but death is really kind of like the thing we're talking about here. But now we've had this other tragedy, and we've had, we had one death of a young person, long time of peace, and then we have another death of a young person. And so sandwiched between those two terrible tragedies that were so evil, we have this ginormous time of peace. And not, not without trial, but time where no one was at least dying. And looking back, it's like, we can get through this. We can get through this. Let God sustain us through it. 
He can and he will. He doesn't need our permission because it's his will, but he would certainly like to work with us. And I say he doesn't want our permission. He doesn't need our permission. His, his will still goes on. Of course, he wants to work with us with our free will and our, our, our choice to being able to serve him. That, and I want to clarify that. So I, I, I might have a little bit of edge to me tonight. I'm, I'm a little, little stressed because I'm, I'm just, my emotions are all over the place because I, I just, my empathy in my heart is with this family that's mourning and grieving. And we could really use your prayers. And as a pastor, I, I've learned this, and I've, I wish I learned it earlier in life, that whether you're a fatalist or, or, or a negative person that has no place in the kingdom of God, no place, stop it. Just simply stop it. Ask God to give you the heart to enjoy the times he's given. And if you don't have any joyous times, it might be prudent to look at your life and see if you have really anything to complain about. And are you the source of that happiness? Are you really the source of all of it? Or have you been giving, giving, that, uh, giving yourself credit where you should be giving God credit? Start giving more credit to God where it belongs. Take responsibility for your actions. Be disciplined and see what happens. I guarantee you, your joy will return if you've, or if it's been fleeting for a long time. Where are you at in your own story? Are you playing the main character and having happy moments that every time you have a happy moment, 10 minutes later, something's sad again? Or can you find that eternal joy? Do it. Enjoy the times God has given to you. Give him the credit. He will sustain you. I promise you. That is the message tonight. Thank you so much for bearing with me. May God bless you. May God keep you.